0: You're listening to the bookkeepers podcast sponsored by GoProposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is GoProposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardised pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial.
1: Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeeper's Podcast. Hi and welcome back to Bookkeeper's Bootcamp. We're joined by Kaylee Spowett from Wee County Accounts. Hi Kaylee. how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you both? we are good we love boot camp week don't we joe
0: we do we absolutely love it it's our favorite time of year (laughs) yeah
1: and we and i'm a big fan too sorry Mm -hmm. i'm a big fan too a boot camp oh yeah i think it's like one of those things where we it's really full it's a really full-on week and i i do wonder sometimes what it would be like to watch it maybe one day joe we need to like watch it from afar (laughs) Oh, it's, um, it's brilliant! It's it's
2: so good.
1: It's actually what got me signed up to the um, success program. Oh, um, oh, cool! Oh, well, look, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited to hear about how that's worked out for you as well. Um, we re- we asked Kaylee to have a chat with us because Kaylee's someone who's really visible online. I love seeing you. Like for me, you pop up on my Instagram all the time. That's where I tend to see you. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's Kaylee. And you'll just be like chatting about something, or there'll be a reel or something, and um, and I really love your consistency. Um, and we're talking to people about how they are showing up online, how they're building their confidence with being more visible. We just want to have a little chat with you about your business and how you're finding clients online. Um, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about your business and how long you've been running? Yep,
2: so I have been registered for just a little over a year just now. Um so I decided that this was what I was going to do. I was going to start my own bookie- bookkeeping at a um business. Um, I had just come off the back of like two maternity leaves pretty close together with furlough in between. I think since June 2019, I worked 10 weeks up until I set up my business. Um, so I decided I was going for it got really excited, I had been doing my exams with ICB, so I'm um, CIMA qualified as an accountant, so I'm a Chartered management accountant, but I didn't feel that the experience I had um, was great for the sort of smaller clients that I was going to be working with. I felt that put me in a big organisation, fantastic, but I didn't know if I had if I was too far removed from those smaller type of clients, so I decided that for me for my clients for confidence that I would do my exams um, through ICB. So when I passed my level three in ICB, decided to set up my company, which I did, got my practice license, um, and then didn't really do that much for a month or two. Um, I had actually started setting further exams and then realised if I had just, bit the bullet and um, applied for my practice license through my um, CIMA qualification. I wouldn't have to sit the exams so I decided to put all my focus into that um, and December last year I got my practice license through CIMA and that is when I started putting myself out there. Um, so what are we just coming up a year really since um I, I started going for it and really started to get clients and work out what my business was going to be.
0: So what was the driver that made you think, I'm going to set up my business, uh, set up in business, rather than going back into employment after maternity leave?
2: Um, I have, my children are born 15 months apart. um, So it just wasn't practical. I mean, when I was employed, because I I was working in management accounts, month end was a busy time, you know, sometimes we were working late hours, I also had an hour commute there and an hour commute back, plus however many hours a day I was working. um, My employer at the time was fantastic, I couldn't have asked for more, the flexibility that they gave me was as much flexibility as I possibly could, but unfortunately there were still deadlines set by management, by shareholders that I just couldn't guarantee that I could meet. So to go back in an employed role at the level I was in, it it just wasn't feasible. I really needed something that fit around my life, my family's life. Um, And COVID was very much still a thing. Um, It still is a thing. But at that time, you know, one one of the staff members in the nursery would get COVID, the full room would get shut down. And then suddenly I had like a baby at home, um so I really had to think about what would fit in with me and my family. And this has been the best decision I have ever made.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. And um I, I mean i I've, I've come from a corporate background and I completely get that. That like, I think that um we don't realise until we've had children that and we're like, oh actually this isn't gonna work. And it's like so... reprioritizing those values. And I love how you've said about Building a business that's going to work around your family life rather than fitting your family r- life around your work, which is like traditionally yeah. how it has had to be. And I think we're really fortunate now that because people are more used to flexible work, I hope um it is possible. <laughs> so we're, yeah. getting
2: there. we're we're making we're we're stepping forward with that. I suppose um still not where it should be, especially for working mums. I mean, it is as you said, it's not something I really thought about before I had kids. And I was quite uh, open about the fact I was having two so close together. People that I worked with who had children must have been thinking, "What is she doing?" <laughs> I was just so open. I'm going to have two kids. It's going to be fine. They're going to be close together. They're going to be best friends. They must have been thinking, "And when are you working?" <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah.
1: when you were telling us about when you were telling us about studying, and um, I really picked up on this, like the confidence that you've built in because you've you've come from a background where you have been really established in your role you you've known you're good at that role and then you've gone into something which is using the same skill set but slightly different in a different way of working and and having that confidence and thinking well actually you know I maybe I need to do some new exams so that I can be sure that I'm at this right level and then getting your license there and then thinking well hang on a minute I've got this whole other qualification that I've done and the journey that you went on to go no actually like I I am I deserve to have the practice license with SEMA. like that's I've worked so hard for this what was the switch for you what happened that made you think no I really need to go and do this um
2: I think it was once once I completed the exams I was like with ICB I was like fantastic and it was I, I, that in itself gave me so much confidence Um, I got through the exams so fast because it was it was second nature to me I had been working doing these sort of things for years and as much as um my, my last employed role was a management accountant and um, I was working on the management accounts for like several entities within the business that I worked for sort of higher level I have never been one to shy away from getting stuck into the transactional work. And I love it. If there was downtime or, you know, when you work in a management account sort of role, you're often waiting on um, accounts payable or uh, accounts receivable. I would get stuck in and help them because, well, I'd be sitting twiddling my thumbs. And I really enjoy that sort of work. Um, So after I completed my level three exams for ICB, I thought, I'm, I know I'm good at this. That just being able to pass them, and I passed them with pretty good marks as well. Thankfully, I mean I would have expected that considering my role, um, but I thought no, no, like I I can do this. And I was so proud of um, my CMA qualification. Now, I didn't really apply myself at uni. Um, my parents like to say I came out of uni with a degree in drinking. <laughs> um, you know, I I I, partied. I had a good time um but yeah i didn't i i didn't really apply myself i didn't really take it seriously and as soon as i got my traineeship to um train um i do my see my qualifications something in me switched in and i was like this is my future i am giving it everything and it just so happened that the way that the exams were set up at the time i had to um do something I think I had to do five exams from the day I done my first one to my last one was a year and a day I gave up my life I went once without seeing friends I was at study classes at the weekend I studied after work every day I, I really gave it my all and I passed all my exams first time and I was so proud of that and I was proud of the experience that I got when I was training um I thought I can't as much as I would have Quite happily paid my membership to keep my SEMA qualification. I thought I'm not really using this to its full advantage, so that's it. I'm just I'm just going to go for that. So the whole process of sitting ICB exams just gave me the confidence to think, Do you know what, I'm I'm going I'm going for that. I'm applying for my SEMA qualification, um, not my qualification, my practice license. And if they come back and say that I don't have experience in the right places, then I knew I could go back to ICB and gain that experience. But it just so happened that I got it um, anyway. So that was very exciting.
1: Well done. It's so interesting because so many people will hold themselves back because they think, I just need to do this other exam before I just need to get this I, to like prove it to themselves. I've been through, the, yeah. I did my, you know, I did the ICB exams as well. And, uh, and, and I needed for my own peace of mind to be like, yeah, I know how this works. So I think it's just so interesting because I can like see the similarities here about like our approaches to be like, I need to know that I can do this in like in real life um, by going through this exam process. And then I'll be like, yeah, I do believe in myself. <laughs> um, But I think we like we do. I suppose we stop ourselves from taking opportunities because we get stuck in the, like, can I really do it? Can I, can I? Um, so yeah. I just wanted to draw on that. But well done for, you know, persevering and making sure you could get that license. Yeah. Tell us about what you thought marketing might look like. When you were thinking of starting your practice and finding your first clients, oh, what my you set to do to find clients?
2: Before I got to, to uh, that section of the six-month success program, I very much thought... I was going to be printing business cards, handing them out to anybody I had a conversation with, flyers in the local shops, and yeah, just basically going to any networking event I could possibly attend and none of that happened. <laughs> I still don't have a business card. Um I've not got any, I've never put a flyer up anywhere. And apart from a local I won't even they're not a networking thing. They're a small business academy that that really empower um, female business owners uh, and they're very close to where I am. Um apart from going there to to like learn some things and then I became the finance ambassador. That is basically the only networking that I've I've ever done. Everything really has been Instagram. Oh,
0: yeah, wow. Wow. What a, what an amazing, I mean, it's, it is mind blowing, isn't it? And okay, so let's talk about, so if it's all Instagram, was you posting, was you an influencer on Instagram before you started your business? (laughs) No, (laughs) definitely not. (laughs) So you've had to go on a journey and learn this. And I mean, how was your, how are your confidence levels at the beginning? You know, you've got a new business was you mega confident about posting on Instagram or has it been a bit of a journey? So
2: I I took what I think is actually the easier approach. So after listening to one of um, your podcasts, you had someone on and they were talking about um, putting yourself out in social media and they were talking about um, if you're doing exams or if you're studying or if you're in the process of starting a business, document it. Put that on whatever social media platform you're using. So I actually started my business Instagram page when I was still doing my ICB exams. So I was putting up reels of books um, or just pictures of the pass marks that I had got. Or, I mean, I think I was maybe 10 posts in over a few weeks before I would even put my face on there. Like I was not... I'm not comfortable with putting up pictures of me. I'm getting more comfortable because I do it more often. Um, But I started off with doing what I was comfortable with doing, which was pictures of my screen, pictures of my coffee, which doesn't sound very interesting, but it started to get me a following. Um, So it was great. And I had, because I set it up as a business page, I had... um, Uh, local businesses following me who i put up that I'd passed an exam and they were saying congratulations and do you know what, it started slow um, and not very personal but I managed to start building it up that way, so I still remember posting my first picture of my face (laughs) and I must have took about 25 and I hated the one that I put up, but I thought I'm just going for it I was like, nobody is following this page because they are wanting to see like a well-put-together person. I just need to start getting my face out there so that people can associate my face with my business. So I just went for it. And then I remember doing my first deal. Oh, my goodness. I was so embarrassed. It was that way. I posted it, and I was like, can't look at anything. Like That's it. Instagram, shut down. I'll just leave it. Um, and I still do get like that if I put videos up, stories or reels, if my husband starts watching them and I can hear my voice across the room, I'm like, no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but I get it! Oh.
2: You, I, yeah, it's just... It's, yeah, so I started to build up slowly. Now I'll we'll quite happily talk to the camera about anything.
0: <laughs> oh... I love that. That's such great advice. You know, just start, start somewhere. And if you're not, if you're not, you know, if you don't want to put your face up or anything to begin with, and I think it is so important that what you've done there is you have documented and I mean, Zoe talked about that, really, you know, what Zoe does in stories and it's just documenting your day. And what you're doing is documenting your journey to, you're not saying, and I think people are more comfortable with it. Say, you're not saying I'm here. I'm the best person at this moment. You're like, I'm studying, I'm working my way there. And that's why it's so important when you're watching even watching this, you know, now take a screen, a selfie or a screenshot and say, this is what I'm doing. I'm bettering myself. I'm, you know, I spend time improving myself so I can help you down the line. And um, that's really important. And and so it's refreshing to hear. um, And I love that, that you've kind of built up baby steps to get yourself there and seeing what you do now, it's definitely worked for you. And that's amazing. How did you come up with your company name um, and your brand colors and everything? Tell us that story. So my company
2: name, um, when when I was deciding on a company name, I wanted something a little bit funny and a little bit punny. Um, I don't come across, you know, I don't dress like an accountant. I just wanted something that was a little bit lighthearted. I mean, if you... I didn't want to attract any clients that expected me to be suited and booted at my desk, nine till six, um, answering the phone calls straight away. Like I was quite open with the fact that I was starting a business, I was a mum, and this is how I dress on a daily basis. I'm always in jumpers or gym stuff or baggy hoodies. Um, So... For my for my business name, I live in a county called Click manager and it is the smallest county. I want to say in the UK, it might just be in Scotland, but it's called the wee county W E E. Um, and as an accountant, I have had people say throughout my career, "Oh, you're good at counting," or you know, you're out for dinner with friends, and somebody passes you the bill because you're an accountant and you can count that bill up and you can split it between everyone. But, uh, calculators and excel are my best friends like I don't do that in my head but um so my business game, name came from like the pun of like we count to your accounts we count to your taxes we count your profit that sort of thing so yeah it was just light-hearted but still somehow like pulling in my local community and uh, we have like the wee county plumber the wee county hairdresser gym you name it but obviously it dropped the wee to make it more like we as a team do this for you we do that for you um, so yeah so that's how i came up with my name and then brand and colors um, so i'm about to go through a rebrand my husband is a designer so he's that's been left in his capable hands um right at the beginning i had i seen a picture of a of something i think it was a vase <laughs> on Instagram I was a celebrity um, was um advertising it and I was like oh I like that color I like that color and I like that color and I came up with with um colors that way and my husband's got a lot of um experience working like um with finance companies and so came up with those colors but that was back when I registered I don't feel that that really reflects me now However, it's what I've got, and I've tried to use it consistently. Um, And then logo-wise, yeah, again, that was just uh, way back when um, we came up with that. And again, I feel like it could be a a bit more, it could represent me a bit better now, but
1: we haven't... I, I, I don't quite know where I want to go with it yet so um. it's really interesting because this is a journey and I think this is another one like tr- like studying this is another yeah. one of those things that gets in the way and stops people from taking action so you made made a decision like you, you're really happy with the name but then the other things which you, you've been you've been consistent on she's so like well I've decided so I'm going to use it and that's what I'm going to do um, and yeah. And now you're like, right, now I know myself and my business better and I'm really clear on how I work and my values in business. Now you can go through this process of exploring it more and deciding what you want it to look like for the long run. Um, Do you think your clients have really cared about what colours are on your Instagram or anything? To be
2: honest, no. I, I very much believe people buy from people. And I think, or I know that, It's not necessarily my posts that, like my posts that I've got financial information on them or tips or whatever. It's not that that's getting me my clients. It's the reels that I put up that are a little bit goofy or it's the stories. Um, People seem to connect with me as a person rather than the information that I'm putting out there. I would like to get better at putting information out there and maybe do more videos of me talking about the information rather than text and that but I think that it's more me as a person that um, the clients have been attracted to rather that's a really big head, you know? <laughs> um, rather, rather than, than the colours but I think it does help that if anyone goes on to my Instagram which is my main uh, social media p- platform with. I mean, the the text isn't consistent, but the colours are. So there's something there that brings it all together. And I think that makes it look a bit more curated, like I've got an idea of what I'm trying to do and the messages that I'm trying to get across. But it's personalised because my face on my videos pop, pop up there.
1: You've just got to try something, haven't you? And see what happens. And I think you're right. I think it's people like you and they're like, yeah, she's the person I want to be talking to about my numbers over someone else. And there'll be someone else that would rather go to someone who is suited and booted and works nine till six. But then there are other people who really relate to you. So it's really, I think it's so important to be yourself. It's the most important thing way beyond anything else about what you call yourself or what color you are or what your logo looks like definitely no definitely definitely so when you're coming up with ideas right now for posts um for social media what what's generally your inspiration um just just now it's a lot of
2: making tax digital as we all know it's everywhere um I take a lot of inspiration from other accountants um and bookkeepers as well Do you know what I think like collaboration over competition all day um sometimes someone will put something up and I think, do you know what? I think my followers might be interested in that. Or I get emails through um from um software companies or that that maybe have a head and I was like, Oh, that would make a good video, that would make a good post or um I know that like just now my main things that I'm driving are separate business bank accounts, which seems really simple, but people just aren't um people just aren't taking that seriously. And I feel that things are gonna be so much easier for them. And every every second email I'm getting just now is about making tax digital and getting yourself set up for that. And um, so I'm about to try and do some, some videos to get out there on that. Um, but yeah, so it'll be what's really, what's current just now, um, what's happening, um, and the budget you know (laughs) yeah Um, not that we like to report on that because it's never good news um and yeah and then I I take inspiration from what other people are talking about as well Mm -hmm.
0: that's that's such great um insight and um great advice for people to follow and um so okay let's talk about what results have you had you know what does your business you obviously started from zero you had you know you were employed before you got your practice license you have started on your social media journey like have you actually got clients from doing this
2: yes and the majority um, majority come through social media and it will be people that like I will notice start to engage in my posts or start to like stories and then maybe a week or two later I'll get a little message on Instagram or I'll recognise the name and then they'll book um, an appointment in Calendly. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. I would say at least sixty six percent of my business has came through social media.
1: That's really interesting so do, um, how does it do you have do you generally have conversations or do you think people just watch from afar and then they just go off and book it when they're ready? I think people watch from afar people yeah. are always watching
2: I know myself like how often I follow people and then it could be a month or two or sometimes a year down the line um, before I do anything about it I think as long as you stay stay in someone's mind like so for example, me putting up stories where I talk about what I'm doing that day or, I don't know, putting up a picture of a glass of wine. Do you know, It's someone's seeing it and someone's remembering that and then to keep doing it consistently, then someone's like, right, okay, I really need an accountant. Who am I going to go for? I know. I've seen this girl on Instagram quite a lot. She seems like my type of person. I'm going to go
1: with her. Or I'm at least going to chat to her. <laughs> um, so, yeah yeah amazing oh Kaylee, um one final question before we wrap up has has anything ever like negative happened on social media like have you had bad comments or weird dms or anything like that so I think that's something people really worry about when it comes to being more visible
2: yeah um
1: I think the worst
2: thing that's happened is some creepy dms <laughs> thankfully they get put in that very hidden folder and <laughs> um, so they're a nice surprise when you come across them but no generally um I've had really positive feedback. I don't think I've had any negative comments at all. Um, uh, yeah, it's all been really pretty positive, and it's been a that that's made things great. I mean, for the fact that I've never had anything negative, it's never made me have to reevaluate how I market. <laughs> um, but I think being a year in now and. Um, having used social media and online presence so successfully to get clients, I think that should I ever get any negative comments, I'd probably be able to handle them a bit better because I have confidence in myself now, where had that happened nine months ago, um, that may have been a different story. But I think just because I've had such good feedback, um, I, I, yeah, I've, I've been lucky and it must skin's a little thicker now so that when anybody if anybody ever decides to do that, don't do that people that's bad
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I think it's like thinking like what would I do I, um you know we can delete things and block people and um I think we all get like weird spammy messages from time to time don't we and it's just knowing yeah. oh this is just one of those things that happens um cool lovely well look what would you say to anyone who is um starting their practice now or knows that they need to be more visible online um and but they don't know where to start i would say just start documenting whatever you're doing just
2: now whether it is setting up your business setting up your systems um or if you're still studying just take pictures of your screen, take pictures of the certificates that you get for getting um, your zero advisor. um, I can't remember what that's called now. (laughs) Or, you know, your free agent uh, practitioner certificate or whatever. It's all, content is great. And you can find content in a lot of places that you don't necessarily think. It doesn't have to be your face. It just needs to be something that people can connect with. And there are so many people out there studying for their their careers and to start up their businesses that you know you you'll get people that will connect with you so just start small it does not have to be your face um but just build up yeah
1: amazing thank you so much so inspiring to hear that you to hear that you're getting two thirds of your clients on instagram is this is really amazing and um i love seeing you online so we're going to keep following you oh how can people connect with you kaylee um, so I am on yes Instagram as a wee
2: Accounts um, We underscore County underscore Accounts and I am
1: on LinkedIn as Kaylee Spiller. Perfect, thank um, you, and thanks everyone who's joined us to watch this session. We will see you later for another Bootcamp session. Take care, bye. Bye. bye.
0: Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers Podcast the topic or bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.